From Eyewitness News, this is Newsmakers. Welcome to Newsmakers. I'm Tim White. Ted Nisi is off this week. On Monday, the Target 12 investigators revealed Rhode Island schools are seeing an influx of powerful, concentrated THC. That's the drug that gives marijuana its psychoactive effects. School administrators tell us most students are using vape pens to take the drug, and the potency of some THC is so high, schools have had to call ambulances for kids who have had bad reactions. Warwick schools, for example, report this academic year they've had to call a rescue five times. In Coventry, it's happened twice, and we know of another incident at Mount Hope High School in Bristol. Other schools didn't respond to our request, but at Tollgate High School in Warwick, we found an open door when we wanted to get an inside look at what's going on. The principal there, Candace Calori, invited us into Tollgate and agreed to an interview. She says in just the past year, her school has seen a spike in students using the drug. Um, so as you and I discussed on the phone, we are uh, here because Tollgate had a presentation to its parents. Um, about what seems like a pretty scary trend. Yes. Is potent THC in schools a problem? Yes. It's an epidemic. Um, epidemic it, is a really strong I word. I know it is a strong word, and I don't take saying it lightly. Um, we find it more and more every day under different ways for it to be ingested, uh, so much so that we reached out to parents and our faculty. We had a presentation with our faculty about what to look for, how that THC is ingested. We also wanted to educate our parents and have our parents be partners with us because they're only with us for six hours a day and we need to educate our parents too on what to look for. Um, we're in this together or you know, trying to address the problem isn't gonna work. So what forms, you said you were the educated faculty and parents about how THC is ingested. What forms is it taken in? What are you seeing? So we're seeing that not only is it in edibles, which is really not something that we found in our school, but more so in the jewel pens, in the dab pens, where the THC oil or even the wax, or it's referred to by a lot of other different kinds of names, are being put into these pens that look like pens or look like USB ports, or there's even these other like small, like small mouses that you would use on a computer. Mm -hmm. um, and they're almost all odorless if it's a THC. Sometimes if it's the vape juice, which still contains nicotine, mm -hmm. high doses of nicotine, even though students think, I'm, I'm just using vape juice, it's not a big deal. Um, it is a big deal, because it's not just vape juice that they're ingesting, and that was part of that educational process that we talked about. There's formaldehyde in there. There's a, a, a 30 different kinds of drugs that can be in a vape juice, never mind the small iron particles that when the battery heats up in a, in a vape, you're ingesting that also. Mm. Um, and it's flooding your lungs with water. And it takes so long for that to be absorbed by your body. A lot of kids end up getting pneumonia, bronchitis, other things like that. But in terms of the THC, now you can break open the jewels, you can put the THC oil or juice in there. Um, companies are even come up with uh, like hoodies with the uh, strings on them that you can hook up to your jewel, and it looks like you're chewing on your string of your hoodie, hmm. and you could be taking a hit on THC. So how do you find these things? If it's odorless, they look like USB drives, or a mouse, a string on a hoodie? Right. As so an educator, how do you find these it, things? It's, it's not easy, but we've educated ourselves. We're always feeling like we're playing catch up. 
but you want to see changes in students behavior if they're very lethargic if they're tired all the time my assistant principals and I are in the bathrooms constantly where kids will go quickly in to take a hit off a jewel pen or something else and you know they're right out in the open and you can see it in their hands so you have to be extra vigilant in terms of what you're looking for. All right, but how much do you think you're missing? Oh, I'm, we're missing we're missing some. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just being honest. We are. Because I can't be in the bathroom 24-7. Um, but even if it's in a classroom and I have a teacher who's uh, at the board and they have their back to the class, the vape dissipates so quickly, they hide them up the sleeves of their Wait shirts. Wait you have students doing it in the classroom? That has happened. I'm just, I'm going to be honest about it because we all need to be on the same page with each other about what we're looking for, which is why we had our faculty come first in the afternoon. Um, but it's very difficult to catch because you don't see any, uh, you don't see any aerosol release, and most of the, some of them don't smell anymore. So if a teacher's back is turned and it's up my sleeve, I can quickly take a hit off that and not even know. And some of them even charge, they look like USB parts, ports, excuse me, and they charge them on their Chromebooks. Uh, for the battery. What's been the trend? You've been a principal for three years now. Mm -hmm. Was this a problem three years ago? No. Tobacco was. Regular cigarette tobacco. So THC is the one that you've seen really take it's, off? It frightens me. It frightens me because we've had students who've had adverse reactions like nothing I've ever seen before. Um, well, you know, we've had kids under the influence in the past which obviously we address but never to this degree of uh, not being able to control themselves or feel like they're gonna die because some of these kids who think they're only getting a certain potent part of THC normal marijuana can go up to 30 percent THC pens can go up to 99.9 percent .9 of THC so um, you know when we're talking about potency in the 90 percent range we're talking about black market yes. uh, THC yes. um, you know uh, we have heard and, and your assistant principal talked a little bit about it. You just touched on it. Kids that have been taken from the school by rescue mm -hmm. uh, believed to be under the influence of high THC extract. How many are we talking about here, principal? So taken out and rescue, we've had four. In how long? In the last four months. That's pretty stunning. It is, and it's, it's, I'm being honest about it because it's frightening, it's scary, but we all have to address it together or it's just going to keep happening. Why are they being taken out in an ambulance? What are you, how are they presenting their So issue? one of the side effects of high THC, especially, it doesn't matter whether you're a, a constant user of marijuana or THC or you may be a first time user, um, if you take multiple hits on that, one of the side effects can be A, you can have a psychotic break, um, which we had a student have an issue with that. Um, we had another issue who felt, a uh, student who felt like his heart was beating out of his chest. Um, we had some difficulty breathing, things like that. I mean, they're not just, you know, I feel a little high, I don't feel right. They are dramatic, frightening incidents for not only the nurse, the student, but our administrators, our teacher that might happen in the classroom. We've been doing a, you know, data requests to different school districts here, and we are getting a fair number of them back saying, sure, we collect vape pens and there's THC, but we haven't called the rescue yet. It's think? coming. It's, it makes me sad to say that. It's coming. So they and should be prepared. They should be prepared. And, and you should look for the signs, um, which we 
talk to our coalition, our Warwick coalition, and we have a student assistance counselor that we work with. Uh, we speak with the nurse. We had someone from the attorney's office come in, attorney general's office come in and speak with our, you know, different signs and symptoms to look for. It gives me no pleasure to say that it's coming, but I, we don't live with our head in the sand and we have to be proactive about it. Um, what was the moment when you say you have to be proactive about it? Tollgate is, uh, as you said, you held this big meeting, you're trying to educate not only your faculty, but mom and dad as well. Mm -hmm. um, what was the moment where you decided we have to address this publicly? I would say by the second incident of when we had to call uh, a rescue, I was like, okay. We have a problem. We have a problem. Uh, we have a problem. We have a problem that's increasing exponentially and quickly. And the access that these kids are getting to these cartridges and to the THC, it, it's, it's amazing. All right, where are they getting it? So they're getting it online. They are getting it um, from some people who have maybe medical cards for that and then sell it on the black market. Um, they, one of our sources were that it came from a student at one of the local colleges who was getting hold of it and actually had put it out on Snapchat. He would be open from 11 to 4 to pick up. Um, sometimes someone will purchase one and then change it so that they'll double their amount that they have. And they'll actually tamper with what the cartridge says has in it and you don't know what they're going to add to it. There's been rat poison, there's been formaldehyde, there's been other things that have been added to those cartridges and no matter who you think you're buying from, you're never going to know that that's exactly what's in there. When we come back, why Principal Calori calls the prospect of legalizing recreational marijuana in Rhode Island her worst nightmare. Stay with us. You're watching Newsmakers. Welcome back to Newsmakers. I'm Tim White. This week, we're tackling THC use in schools. THC is the drug that gives marijuana its psychoactive effects. We wanted to know if the state tracks vaping and THC use by students in schools, and the answer is kind of. The Rhode Island Department of Education keeps tabs on suspensions in schools, and here's what we found. Back in the 2015-16 school year, there were 158 suspensions statewide for tobacco use, including vaping, 431 suspensions for controlled substances, which includes THC. Look at this. Just two years later, there were 839 suspensions for tobacco use, 507 for controlled substances. In Warwick, Tollgate High School principal Candace Calori tells us there is no doubt that spike in those numbers you just saw is from an influx of THC in schools. Now we continue our conversation with Principal Calori, who says this has really taken off in her school in the last year and why she calls the potential of legalizing recreational marijuana her worst nightmare. So we are talking primarily about black market stuff, internet stuff. Rhode Island is inching every year closer and closer to legalizing recreational marijuana. When you hear that, what's your reaction? It's my worst nightmare. Why? It's my worst nightmare because now it is becoming even more available to the general public. And certain people are going to take advantage of that to make money. And they're going to say that they want it legally and then they're going to sell it. And then they're going to sell it to my kids. And I. It, once you've experienced one kid going out in a rescue, it will leave an impression on you for the rest of your life. And now it's just going to be that much more easy to get a hold of it. 
And so it, it's my worst nightmare. You oppose the legalization Absolutely. of recreational marijuana? Absolutely, I do. Um, despite the money that could come to your despite school? Despite the money that could come to my school, it is not worth one life. So, Principal, kids in, you know, kids and some parents are going to say, hey, we're, we're just talking about pot here. We're not talking about the heroin epidemic. We're not talking, they're, you know, they're considering legalizing pot here. You're overblowing this when we're talking about marijuana. What not, do you say to that? I would say not at all because the marijuana of yesterday is not the same marijuana as of today. Marijuana of the yesteryear maybe went up to 30% THC levels. We are talking about 99.9% .9 THC, which nobody was ever meant to ingest, ever. Mm. Um, never mind what it might be cut with. So I would say, no, I'm not overblowing that. And I would say to any of those people, not that I would ever want you to be present when one of your kids has a reaction, it will change your mind to watch a kid struggle to breathe or a kid struggle to think that they're having a heart attack or that they're having a psychotic break and they don't know where they are and they don't know what's happening. That's what I would respond to. I know we talked about this with your uh, assistant principal, but when a student here is caught with um, a, and let's, let's keep focused on the, uh, the THC side sure. of it. So if you are even able to determine that the device that they have is has THC in it or was used for that. What's the level of punishment? So the con I like to say consequence because there's consequence for all our actions. So they could face up to a five-day suspension. Um, but more importantly, after that suspension part is over, we do an education piece with our student assistance counselor. Um, they also could be referred to the juvenile hearing board. Uh, and they can also be fined. They or their parents can be fined. I believe it's $150. Now, that would be not through the school. No, that would be through the Warwick School, uh, well, excuse me, Warwick School Department. Police. Yes, the police. W Warwick Police Department, okay. Um, we pulled numbers from RIDE, um, and, you know, they, they classify them uh, vaping and e-cigarettes under tobacco mm -hmm. through the roof in terms of numbers. Um, and then for the THC, that's under a drug code. So that can cover a wide Right. Thing. It's very hard to narrow that down. Yeah, yeah. But that's gone up, and a spokesperson there said, yeah, look, anecdotally, what we're hearing from school leaders like yourself is the numbers are going up because mm -hmm. of this. On the ground, in the trenches, what are you seeing in terms of numbers over the last three years anecdotally, percentage-wise, the increase? So really THC-wise, I would only say in the last year has that really skyrocketed. And when I say skyrocket, I don't want to give the impression that everybody's walking around school smoking on a THC pen. But the fact that it has become much more prevalent and the fact that it can be delivered through devices that were originally uh, put out to students as non-harmful, that's where our big rise started about a year ago. Um, before that, it would be tobacco, and it would be cigarette tobacco. We never went from just the e-cigarette, you know, from tobacco. It went from tobacco to jewels to dab pens. They kind of jumped over that whole, you know, that one that used to look like a cigarette that only, like, water would come out of. Uh, we skipped right over that. Mm. Um, and we work very hard to stay current with what's going on because it changes so, so quickly. How they market to our youth is unreal. And how the bright colors, 
How does it look cute? I've even seen one in our last presentation that looks like an inhaler. Mm. So how, for asthma. For asthma. So how am I supposed to determine whether that's an inhaler or whether that's someone's ingesting THC? So it's a struggle, but it's, it's a fight we're willing to fight and, and to get in there and, and you know, figure out what's going on. And, and education is the key part of this. Do you hear pushback from parents at all? Um, no. I really haven't gotten pushback. Um, the parents who attended our uh, informational meeting were very appreciative and very shocked about a lot of the information that was given to them. Um, so we haven't gotten too much pushback every once in a while because I don't know if they have all the information that they should. They may say the same thing, well, what's the, not the THC part, but you know, it's, what's the big deal, it's a jewel. I'm like, well, let me tell you. Mm. Let me take this opportunity to tell you all the things that are involved in that. So there hasn't been that much pushback and I welcome anybody to come in any time and we would sit down with any of them and have that conversation. So I just have a couple of wrap-up questions here. Sure. Um, I don't think you got into education to be a narc. I did not. Okay. Um, so how, when you look at this past year, and geez, really the last four months it sounds like, mm -hmm. um, do you have any optimism that schools in general, not just Tollgate, can tackle this issue? I do. I do if we work as partners with the people in our community and our parents. I truly, truly do. I think the more they know about it, the more that they can help us and the more that we can help them. Um, you're right, I didn't get into this to be, to be a narc, but one of the side effects of what has happened in the last four months is that it has been a wake-up call mm -hmm. for a lot of the rest of my student body. No one wants to ever see a student go out of here in a rescue. And in a high school, things spread like wildfire. So these kids know that people are having reactions. So I would say in the last month, maybe you know, we have not had the same volume that we have since we had those incidents, unfortunately. Scared them straight a little bit. A little bit, yeah. but in all things, teenagers think after a while they forget, or that's not gonna happen to me. Oh, teenagers are invincible in their Absolutely. own minds. Yeah, Absolutely, absolutely. Sure. Okay, is there anything I didn't ask you that I should have asked you? Um, no, I think, um, no, not that you asked me. I just, we are ever vigilant and I don't ever want to give anybody the impression that a, as I said before, everybody's walking around doing it in the middle of the hallways. They're not doing that kind of thing. But if you have information, then you share it with us because we'll share it with you. And our best asset is for people to communicate with us. And you asked me a question earlier about kids who rat out other kids. It's not, it's not an issue of ratting out. I have people that are genuinely concerned about their fellow classmates. And so we do get information and we act on it. Well, right it's a away. little heartening, isn't it? It is, and yeah. it makes me feel good because we are a community and we talk about our acronym as like pride and we talk about respect and integrity and decision-making and all those things that come along with our core values and beliefs. And I know that that's getting through to some kids because they're coming forward and saying, no, I don't want that in my school, and I'm concerned about the people that are doing it. Now, the marijuana proposal by the Raimondo administration would cap THC potency at 50%. For this report, we also talked to Assistant Principal Timothy Kane at Tollgate and asked him to show us his desk drawer containing devices they've confiscated from students in recent months and what they do with them after they're taken. All right, so 
when a, a student is caught with paraphernalia on them, and I say paraphernalia, it could be an e-cigarette, it could be a vape, whatever, what, what happens? What's the process from your, from your perspective? Uh, if we have a student that is caught or we have a suspicion of, we bring him down to the main office. We always have an additional member with us of the administrative staff. Um, at that point, we take the device. We try to ascertain now whether it's just tobacco that's in it or if it's something more harmful like uh, a THC, dabs, whatever the kids go by. Um, and usually the contents of whatever they're carrying get searched as well, just to make sure that we don't have any additional contraband in there. And you put the device, the devices in this drawer over here, right? Correct. Can you, can devices, devices get taken for a short period of time, and that some of those devices will get turned over to Warwick Police for destruction. Oh, really? You, yep. Can you take them out and just sort of explain what sure. we're, what we're looking at here, what different devices are? So this. This is probably one of the first types of devices kids started carrying. They, they call them the mods. Right. But they were bigger. It allows them to get a lot more nicotine, a lot more vapor, you know, into their lungs. But as time passed, these kind of stick out like a sore thumb. Sure, you know what that is. So they started moving towards other generations, um, most commonly referred to as the jewels. I, I got to ask you, how do you know when it's... THC as opposed to when it's just a nicotine product? Um, sometimes it's it's knowing the kids and knowing what their demeanor is, what their personality is. Some kids are remarkably honest, and we've had a couple of cases, to be honest, where the kids have been scared. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they take a hit. Maybe they've smoked marijuana before. Maybe they haven't, but, you know, they realize that it's affecting their body in a way that they're not used to. So... We've had a couple of cases where they've actually self-disclosed, and you know, unfortunately, we've called rescue um, in yeah. those cases. Well, let me—I'm going to ask the principal this as well, but I'll ask you: Are you seeing more and more of these? Is your drawer getting fuller yeah, by the I, year? Yeah, I think our biggest concern right now um, is is the THC pens because there's no more odor, um, and it just makes our job incredibly difficult to try to try to find who's carrying them. And there are there are quite a few kids. It doesn't matter what high school, junior high you go into, it's just a matter of how the school goes about trying to deal with the problem and how open they are about the problem. Do you talk to uh, assistant principals at other schools? Yeah, yeah, I've talked to assistant principals at, at some of the private schools as well as, you know, schools around the district. They're having an issue everywhere and nobody quite knows how to deal with it. It's not just a toll gate problem. It's not just a toll gate problem. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's across the country. And can you show me one of the pens? Do you have any of those? So this, these would be typically some of the examples of the THC pens we have. And we've now had them as small as, as these. And these, oh, wow. these carts, you know, a lot, a lot of times what we're finding is some of these devices come in multiple pieces. So kids can walk around, students can walk around with a mouthpiece, somebody else has the cart. Get together. They can get together. Um, Sometimes. And you can't smell it. Back in my day, if someone was smoking in the bathroom, everyone knew it. Yeah, correct. In this case, if you catch it initially, right off the go, you can you can typically, if you smell into it, you can smell the THC. If you smell it on their breath, you can. But other than that, it's it's real quick. Okay. And just uh, wrap this up. But what is the potential discipline a student could face? Let's say 
with if you are able to determine it's THC. So a drug in this school. Right. So if you if you bring drugs into a high school, um, our policy is it warrants a suspension of up to five days. Um, we refer it to the student resource officer um, here through our police. A lot of times we'll, we're trying to send a message, so we'll send them a violation through our police. Uh, there's always an educational component of it to sure. try to give them the information on you know, why this is not good for you, but there's, there's also punitive. They can be fined for it. Fined by the police department? Fined through the police department. I see. Yep, in the court system. Okay. And you said rescues have been called here. What, Correct. What, why, why, what caused the concern to have to call 911? Um, a couple of different situations. All, all involved THC. Yeah. Um, all involved kind of unique um, reactions to the THC. Um, and it's some by some by no stuff, right? I mean, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One one was a psychotic episode yeah. uh, that emerged as a part of it. Um, one was you know an all-out collapse with a student saying, "I feel like I'm dying." You know, That's scary. And, and in all cases, their their heart races, so it's a concern. Yeah. You know, their bodies aren't meant for for the amount that they're taking in um, because it's gone from about thirty percent from what was traditionally smoking a. A joint yeah. years ago to up to 99.9%. That's amazing. You can find continuing in-depth coverage of this Target 12 Investigators exclusive Potent Pot online right now on WPRI.com. Our interview with a doctor at Hasbro Children's Hospital explaining the effects of THC. Plus, we've posted the full data showing a recent rise in suspensions associated with vaping and THC use in Rhode Island schools. I want to thank Tollgate High School Principal Candace Calori for allowing us into her school and for speaking candidly with us and all of you about THC use by students. I'm Tim White. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next week on Newsmakers.